You're listening to the IPHC Leadership Cast. Well, hello. My name is Travis Rutland. I am the Director of Communication for the International Pentecostal Holiness Church, and we're so glad that you've joined us for another podcast. Um, With me today is Farrell Hardison. He's the Senior Pastor at The Bridge in Goldsboro, North Carolina. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, building volunteers, how to empower your volunteers. So he's just going to uh, lead us through that. So Farrell, thank you for being with us today. I'm happy to be here. Honored. Thank you. Talk to us a little bit, maybe give us some background on the church, but then also talk to us a little bit about how you have over, you know, I think you've been at your church 24 years, you told me. So talk to us a little bit about how you have started to build this volunteer base there at the bridge. My first service was uh, Father's Day 1990, 69 people in the service. And I've been there 24 years, takes a while, you know. So um, last weekend we had 1,768 people. We're two campuses. We offer four uh, worship opportunities every week between the two campuses. And um, it's been a a ride, man. Wow, that's wonderful. (laughs) So with that large of a church... Obviously, staff or paid staff is not even close to being able to do all of that. So guide us through, the listeners through, how you have um, gone about and what what intentional steps you've taken to sort of build that that sort of broad volunteer base. Sure. For for those who are listening, too, I'll offer to send you these notes if you'll just email me at feral, F-E-R-R-E-L-L, at bridgechurch.cc. I will send them uh, the very notes that I'm going to be speaking from today so they don't have to worry about writing all that down. Um, Yeah, we just knew... one of the first training sessions I was ever in in my whole life was under your dad, oh, well, uh, Mark Rutland. And uh, um, it was uh, he and David Cooper at Living Faith Fellowship in Athens. And uh, I heard David say this, and I've used it ever since. Um, you know, a church, uh, um, if you're not careful, will be like an upside-down triangle mm. with the narrow point at the bottom representing the leadership base, mm-hmm. how many leaders you have, real leaders, yeah. not just volunteers, but real leaders. Uh, and then as the church grows, maybe it's an attractional church in the sense that people are attracted to the preaching or the music or some aspect. So the church is growing, and automatically you assume that church is healthy because it's growing But if the leadership base is not growing at the same time, then it becomes top-heavy. It becomes very unstable. I know that not only from your dad's teaching and David's teaching, but also from experience, sadly to say. And so we put a big emphasis on um, recruiting, how to recruit, leadership development, trying to create a pipeline of leadership that causes that not to be an upside down upside down triangle, but for the bottom of your organization to be broad, sure. So it brings stability to your growth, whatever Absolutely. you're doing. And I've got that illustrated on the notes. I'll send everybody. Okay. But um, yeah, we knew right off the bat. Um, we began to make some changes. Uh, it was called Whitley Pentecostal Holiness Church at that time. And um, we uh, were doing some things nobody else was doing with youth and that kind of thing. So the church started growing, and uh, I had not had a lot of training at that time uh, in leadership. So we let that 
uh, volunteer base get too small. Yeah. And, you know, it's a matter of trust. It's a matter of releasing people to lead and releasing people to make decisions and not just having a bunch of workers under you, but developing those workers into leaders. Some yeah. of the scripture references for that, and these guys can look these up on their own. We're not going to do a Bible study here, but uh, Exodus 18, of course, when Moses' father-in-law came to him and said, uh, you're going to wear away. You're doing too much. You've got to get some other people helping you in leadership. Right. Acts 6, when the widows were not being ministered to, they were not being visited, taken care of. Mm-hmm. And they said, uh, you know, we got to get some guys to help the pastors and the, the apostles and the leaders uh, to do that. And then even Jesus himself, even though he didn't have to, he could have done anything he wanted to, he collaborated with other people to develop his calling and to accomplish what God the Father sent him here to accomplish, I think is an example to us to involve other people in what we're we're doing. A lot of people forget about Jesus. It wasn't just the 12. There was 70. So there there really were larger bases of volunteers to help manage these crowds that followed Jesus around. Well, you know, the feeding of the 5,000 men, the Bible says 5,000 men plus women and children. So quite possibly there was in excess of 15,000 people there. I assure you, Jesus did not serve them and neither did the 12. But those 12 went out and said, I need 10 guys. I need some ladies over here. And they just organized and got it done. Um, but just some of the things that I'll talk about today when, when we talk about methods for building volunteer teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of the things I do a lot of church consulting. So one of the things that I run into quite a bit is I, I can't get people to serve. Yeah. How, how do I get how, how, you know, they're coming in, their pastors are really frustrated. How do you get so many people volunteering, so many people serving? So I'm going to give some points today. Right. I'm going to give about five or six of those. First of all, you don't go to people and say, man, we're in desperate need. We need you, please. You know, I notice, you know, you're not involved in a lot. Will you please help us? Because if somebody don't help us, this thing's going to fall apart. Yeah. Nobody wants to be a part of something like that. Sure. So you translate the cause. Mm. I think that's so important. And I would call that number one. Translate the cause. Um you know, uh, of course, the number one cause is you want people to come to Christ. You want people sure. uh, to know Christ. So you talk about life change. You talk about the children we're going to influence. Mm-hmm. You talk about children that if if we uh, don't build a strong volunteer base, a strong leadership base, then then we're going to lose our children. We're going to miss yeah. out on our children. We're going to uh, we're not going to have the impact in the community we want to have. Yeah. We're gonna we're going to be more of an inward church, and we want to. Be an outward church. And for us to be that, we have to have a long, I mean, a strong uh, leadership volunteer base that gets it. Um, You know, kids, again, student ministry, uh, by serving our children, uh, we allow a mom and a dad to hear the gospel. So if you're trying to recruit somebody to work in the nursery, you know, you don't recruit by saying, man, we're in big trouble in the nursery. You know, you go and talk about when you serve in the nursery, this is what happens. A mom and a dad who don't know Christ are able to go in and hear that message. You translate the cause. Mm. Talk about the fruit yeah. of being a diaper changer. Right. Uh, another thing that we talk about at our church is we want you to be in your niche area. We're still under that first point of translating the calls. We want you to be in your niche area. We believe everybody has a gift. However, 
we are very clear that that as much as we want you to be in your gift area, we all at the bridge have this heart, and that is to give your heart and hands to the place of greatest demand. Mm. In other words, maybe you're a great Bible teacher, but the greatest demand is in the nursery. Mm. So what we teach is if you will give your heart and hands to the place of greatest demand, then that niche area, that gift area will open up for you. Mm. We believe God will see your heart and he'll say, you know what? If you're willing to go in there and change that diaper, then I'm going to open up a teaching opportunity for you because that's your real gift. Yeah. And what a lot of people do is they sit around on the pew or the chair and they think, uh, you know, when my area opens up, when an opportunity opens up in my gift area, then I'm going to get involved. But you, in translating the cause, you want to say, you, want, you know, you want to remind people, he that is faithful in that which is least, God knows that proves you're going to be faithful in much. Right. And so, so we talk about that That's all great. the time. And I love that idea of the point of uh, reference that you're using. You're not coming from a point of desperation. Like we have so to important. Have it. You're coming from a point of enthusiasm and energy and and that's what you have to have because people people don't want to jump on board a sinking ship they want to get you know they want to get off a sinking ship as the illustration i was just about to give i was like man our boat's going down jump yeah, on yeah, yeah. we need you to absolutely. jump on they're like absolutely. no man i'm not getting no on that absolutely boat. So, good good so absolutely we use video clips and uh and we'll get excited motivated volunteers to do a little video clip for us mm-hmm. and i think that a lot of churches aren't doing video because they think they have to make this incredible yeah. Product. Listen, just get some people on video. Yeah. Do it with your phone. Yeah. And and pop it up on the screen and go, I want you to hear from Susie. Talk about the nursery and let her just get on there and, you know, with tears in her eyes and talk about sure. a couple she's seen come to Christ because we took care of their kids in the nursery. That makes people go, I want to be a part of yeah. that. If they understand that their service for God is going to lead to life change. If they understand that they're impacting the kingdom, mm. and we got a lot of jobs in the church that you never talk about those jobs, you never talk about those responsibilities in the light of how it impacts the kingdom. Listen, everything we do from mopping the floor to getting dust off the counter to picking up a piece of trash out of the parking lot, it's all about creating an environment that says excellence, creating an environment that causes that lost person that comes up on your property to not be distracted by anything. And so it's a whole vision of, thing. It's part of how you how you promote your vision. But we provide a lot of ways for people to, to get involved. Good. You want to have cards. Uh, you want to we put cards in the seats um, four or five times a year. People and, you, and when you're talking to people about volunteering, you don't want to say, uh, you know, if you sign the card, then that means you're volunteering. What you want to say there is you're asking for more information. Yeah, that's good. Because people get nervous if they think, I don't want to sign this card because that means I'm signing sure, up. So make it clear yeah. you're not. Yeah, you know? that's good. Yeah, that's good. So we use cards. We use sign-up sheets. We use our website. You can go on our website. We got a little uh, graphic there that says "Serve Like Jesus." Wonderful. You click on that, fill that out, and it comes right in. And somebody will give you a call. So website so important. Um, don't forget that valued volunteers make the best recruiters. Mm-hmm. Pastors aren't the best recruiters. Yeah, pastors are great vision casters. 
but your volunteers, excited people walking in going, man, they, they look like they love greeting at the door. They look like they love working in the nursery. They look like they love working with the kids. So, I mean, they act like uh, that it's not something they have to do, but they look like it's something they want to do. Yeah. And again, uh, you have to train your current volunteers to do that. And one of the ways that you make your current volunteers uh, excited is to value them. We have a little room on the side on Sunday called Volunteer Central. Mm -hmm. And so we got tons of goodies in there that aren't at the cafe. We got a little cafe in our church. So we have them uh, extra fruit, extra goodies, you know, Krispy Kreme donuts. Who wouldn't that? (laughs) Yeah, that's going to motivate them. A good coffee and and a place to sit down and get off their feet, you know, like during the service. They might be able to get off their feet. So valuing them, appreciating them, talking about them publicly. Mm. Um, uh, And then then they want to talk about how great it is. So it's kind of like how you talk about a movie. They talk about movies that uh, generate um, buzz because of word of mouth. So basically what you're doing here is you're encouraging the volunteers that already exist you're getting great word of mouth from them to their friends and their family. Hey, this is awesome. They do this. They do that. They they say thank you to us. They value us. And like you said, Absolutely. it's a good word of mouth, and then other people want to get involved. You got it. You can put a slide. You know, most people run slides before their service begins yeah. with the announcements on there. You can do that. You can you can do it on the website. You, but there's nothing better. Mm-hmm. Nothing better than than somebody going up to, and, and saying, "Hey, Travis, man, listen, uh, I've noticed you've been coming to the bridge, uh, dude. We uh, we have a group in our parking lot, guys. We're we got some openings there. You don't want to talk about we need you there. Right. We got an opportunity. You sure. talk about opportunities, sure. And uh, man, we got an opportunity there, and uh, we're having a meeting at my house Thursday night. If you'd like to come, just sit in on that, you know, and yeah. you can ask any questions you want to." Ask, but man, you'd be great in the parking lot waving at people and welcoming them. That's there. great. And then that, that makes them go, you know, I'm, I'm not obligated to yeah. this, but I can go find out about it. Sure. Absolutely. And um, I think that's really important. So those volunteers, your valued volunteers, not just volunteers. You don't want volunteers who are frustrated <laughs> out there going, man, we've right. got to have some help, but right. you want those valued volunteers. That's great. Um, you know, they're, they're, you value them by giving little gift certificates, little $5 sure. Starbucks card. or they, Just don't take them for granted. You can't pay your volunteers. You can't sure. do that. But you can come up and go, man, I've been watching you. Yeah. I've been watching you, and I want to just give you this. Say thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's lunch. Have lunch on us. Great. Right? That kind of thing. Um, another thing we talk about at our church uh, with our key leaders is the shoulder tap. And that is not waiting for people to use a card, not waiting for people to sign up on the website, not waiting for people to go by the Connect Center or Mm. the information desk and go, I'd like to sign up. But a guy, um, you know, Ed Young Jr., I heard him say years ago, your best volunteers are not going to sign up. Mm. they're going to be shoulder tap people where you go up to them and go, you know, I've been watching you. I know what you do on your job. You're a great leader on your job. I've been watching you here at the church and I just see leadership in you. And, you know, let's go have some coffee. Now, when I talk about this, I'm not talking about the pastor and staff doing this necessarily. What you want to do is get your other volunteers yeah. to take them to coffee. Now, sometimes it is the senior pastor, you know, sure. depending on where you are in your development. 
But if you can, if you can get your volunteers to do that shoulder mm-hmm. tap and go, hey, let me tell you about the nursery. Let me tell you about kids ministry. Yeah. Let me tell you about student ministry, hospitality, whatever. Uh, your point is, for. you want to become intentional about that. Very whoever well. do, whoever does it, the senior pastor volunteers, but you gotta become intentional, not yeah. waiting. You, you can't be passive. But Absolutely. You really have to be intentional about seeking out those volunteers. And those people that you're trying to get to do the shoulder tap, you're reminding them, everybody you tap on the shoulder makes your job easier. Absolutely, yeah. Makes your job lighter. Yeah. So there's the benefit for you. Sure. Do some shoulder tapping. And then what we'll do, we'll even have a key leaders meeting, not okay. just staff, paid staff, but we'll have... Uh, We'll have uh, our key leaders who are volunteers come in, and we'll say, when you come in, we're going to ask you who you tapped on the shoulder this week. Mm, so good. have a name. Good. Have a name. Yeah, yeah. And then we may call him and ask him, did you really tap on the shoulder? <laughs> I like it. I like it. Follow up on it. Yeah, yeah, you know, you have somebody there and go, uh, Earl Johnson. I tapped him on the shoulder. Who's that guy? You know, so you got to follow <laughs> up with him. Absolutely. Um, you know, vision, casting vision that you, you, you talk about, well, here's where our church is, but man, uh, just think what we could do if we had 10 more volunteers here, if mm-hmm. we had 10 more here. So so vision is so important. I think this primarily is the senior pastor okay. uh, and, and staff talking about the future of the church, what we want to be, where we believe God is leading us, the impact we want to have in the community. When you get up and talk about that and you weave that into your sermons and and uh, what it does, it, it causes people to go, man, I want to be a part of that. How can I be a part of that? Mm. I, I mean, if you guys are going to accomplish that in this community, I want to say I had a hand in it. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think, uh, you know, clearly communicating that preferred future, the vision for the church, specifically how each volunteer role is essential in the accomplishment of that vision. Yeah. Everybody knows, how do I fit into this, man? I mean, I'm over here and... I'm tying shoes for a toddler or a preschool kid. I mean, how does that fit in? So we kind of go back to that first point I was making, sure. translating the cause. When so it's, just, it's just like a business. The president of GM has to make it clear to the guy working on the assembly line that GM can't make cars without his contribution. I know we don't like to often feel uncomfortable talking about the church as a business, oh, but in a lot of ways it same is. Same thing. Oh, and, absolutely. And you have to be able to convince the guy that's working in your parking lot that his role is essential in the growth so of the church. So yeah. important. Because you can treat, if you're not careful, and I've done this, you can treat ushers and parking lot mm. attendants. And, and let me just say something about parking. There's probably pastors out there listening right now going, man, I, I don't need a parking lot attendant. We have plenty of, plenty of parking spaces. It's yeah. not about that. Right. It's about a guy out there with an orange vest on. And we even put Mickey Mouse hands on our nice. parking lot guys. <laughs> nice. So so when the family drives up, he's waving with the Mickey yeah. Mouse hands and, and he's got the orange vest on. It's just saying, hello, we were expecting Absolutely. you. We're so glad you're here. It's not even a about parking the car. Right. So you need that ministry if you don't have it. But a lot of times if you're not careful, you're like, um, uh, people will say, uh, make statements like, I've probably done it, you know, from the parking lot attendant all the way to the pastor. Well, what you just <laughs> did is you put that parking lot guy at the bottom of the right, barrel. Right. When the fact is, yeah. man, and this yeah. is so true, Travis, how people are treated by that parking lot guy will determine whether their heart is open yeah. when I preach mm-hmm. or whether their heart is closed. Absolutely. So we tell our, our volunteers all the time, man, 
you know, you guys in the parking lot, you're front line, mm-hmm. and then the next level and the next level until they come to the worship center and they're ready. So, so you want also short term when you volunteer, when you let people volunteer, tell them say, hey man, try it thirty days. Great, try this yeah. thirty days. Don't tie them down for a long time. If yeah. you go, you know, we require if you volunteer around here, you got to go for a whole year. They're going to go, well, count me out then. Yeah. But say, look, try it 30 days. If you don't like it, we'll let you try something else for 30 days. That's good. People are into that. They'll do that. They'll go, if you're not going to tie me down beyond 30 days, mm-hmm. I'll definitely give it a try. And they'll find something they like that way. Yeah, that's great. That's great. It gives people, yeah, a, a, a time to probationary period yeah. to kind yeah. of just say, hey, do I like this? Do I not? Yes. So that's great. That's great. Absolutely. Good stuff. Uh, number six, uh, information meetings. When you're recruit, recruiting, you want to give them next steps. So mm-hmm. they go, yeah, I'm into shit. I want to do it. Well, then you go, well, there's a meeting, blah, blah, blah. You know, at this date, this time, you're going to come to that. Because if they don't know what the next step is, they're like, okay, I signed up. What I do now? And you yeah. go, well, you know, just be here Sunday and we're going to, you, you want to have a meeting where they officially become a part of the ministry. Good. It's a good place to show excellence. It's a good place to lay out some good food. I'm not talking about a meal necessarily, but something, you know, kind of above and beyond. Sure. And, and just really do a, uh, uh, really what you're doing is saying, we're going to value you. Yeah. If you volunteer, you're going to get value. And so they like that. Uh, You're going to get three basic categories of people at that meeting. Got it. Not interested. Mm -hmm. You're going to get that guy. You're not going to get everybody. Then you're going to get this guy. And a lot of times this is the, this is the biggest group. Got it. Really interested, but need to think about it a little bit. Sure. But you want to follow up with that guy. Don't just let it go. Call him in a week or so and say, Hey man, you've been thinking, you know, and, I think you'd be a great team member. And then you're going to have uh, quite a few people who are going to say, man, I, I'm ready. Let's roll. I'm ready to sign yeah. up. Tell me where the dotted line is and tell me where to be and and uh, when is the training. And one of the ways we do training, just to throw it in, is we let them shadow people. Um, like if you're going to work idea. in the parking lot, yeah. then we don't just stick you out there, but we let you be with a parking lot guy for a yeah. couple of months, see how he does it. And then when you go out there, you kind of know what, what to do. Yeah. We do about four of these meetings a year. Okay. And a lot of churches out there are probably already doing this, but ministry fair, have a Mm. ministry fair. Right. And the way you do that is you put up some tents, put up some balloons. You get up and do a sermon series, and they have to be short sermons because you've got to give them time to go around in the ministry fair. So you preach a 15-minute message on serving, you know, John 13, Jesus girded himself with a towel, washed the feet right. of the disciples, do a message like that, and then say, now we're going to dismiss the service. We just want you to walk around and visit the tables out in the foyer. And we even we didn't have a foyer one time, so we just put tents out in the yard yeah. of the church. Sure. And you just walked around out there, and uh, yeah. and that worked really, really well for us. So so those are just some of That's the things great. you know that, that have helped us get... Uh, and you're always working on this. You're always sure. refining it. You're always improving that whole process. But really, uh, just closing here, a pipeline. You want to create a pipeline yeah. because you want those volunteers constantly coming in. You've got people right. who are going to move. They're going to leave you. They're going to step out and go do sure. something else. So you got to have that pipeline. That I, I love that analogy of pipeline because we want the pipeline of new people coming yep. in. 
But if you're going to have that pipeline flowing, the pipeline of volunteers has got to be flowing too. Or you so got that great. narrow base and go. that wide top. Yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely. Well, Farrell, thank you for being with us. Once again, what's your church's website if people want to go to it and just check it yes, out? Yes, bridgechurch.cc, bridgechurch.cc. And uh, again, my email is my name at bridgechurch.cc, Farrell, F-E-R-R-E-L-L. I'll send these notes. Wonderful. Anybody got questions, anything, man? Part of our vision at the church is to help people who are trying to get going. So, man, no charge. Call us. We'll talk to you. Thank you so much, Farrell. Thank you for being with us. Yeah, man. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the IPHC Leadership Cast. For more information on the Leadership Cast and other church-related resources, please visit www.iphc.org.